Oh my goodness gracious. Hello, everyone. I'm Lindsay Reed. I'm Jordan Reed, and this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we talk about different things like urban legends. My fun new hair. (laughs) Your hair is not any different. What? Cryptozoology. The type of moose I'm using for my hair. Scary personal stories. Maybe it's scary if I use too much moose or not enough moose. Yeah, that can get scary sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, because as you go outside and the wind's blowing and what what if there's not enough hold? Then people are going to think, that's how you, that's what your hair is like? Yeah, that's terrifying. Lindsay, it stinks. We talk about anything spooky, really. If this is your first time listening to the show, Lindsay and I both research a topic separately. We uh, touch our backs together and then we ferociously search a topic And then we turn around really quick, sit down and record an episode. So we share our stories with you for the first time on the show and with each other. Yeah, so we listen with you. Isn't that so nice, you guys? So nice. Also, if this is your first time listening, last week we are back from a haunted, creepy, goblin-y, what else? Um, Phantom. (laughs) Not Phantom Menace. No. Which is a Star Wars thing. That's funny because you don't like Star Wars and you made a Star Wars reference. I know. I don't even know what a Phantom Menace is. It's a ghost. Is it anything spooky? No. Oh. Then why do they call it a Phantom? Because it's Star Wars. It's a it's a fun, it's a catchy name. Oh. That's I, what it seems like Star Wars is about. It's just like boy things, boy things, weird catchy names, unusual names, weird dancey things, and like boy things. <laughs> That's what I think Star Wars is. So I think that me a little bit and maybe you a little more than me have just made a lot of Star Wars fans very upset. So let's move past <laughs> the the Star Wars things. Well, you really like Star Wars. I do really like Star Wars a lot. I just don't have time in my life for Star Wars. You know, I don't have... Apparently, I don't either because I haven't seen the two most recent ones, but I do have a lot of time in my heart and space in my heart for Star Wars. Okay. I had that book growing up. That uh, I would read before I went to bed that like said every single character, every ship, every planet, everything. And then me and my buddy Brandon would talk about it in school the next day in fourth grade. And we loved it. Okay. Well, we'll talk about Star Wars um, some other time. Or never again. Uh, you know, maybe never again. <laughs> <laughs> but last week, Lindsay and I and our friend Colin, the big boss boy of the Scavengers Network, did a live Instagram walkthrough of a super haunted building in Madison, Ohio called the Madison Seminary. And then, even though we were scared and we wanted to run away, <laughs> we recorded an episode inside the building. Yeah, we had a couple like audio issues and it was kind of weird because that usually <laughs> happens in like crazy spooky places. I mean, I think like everybody's battery kind of drained. I mean, I know you were using your phone, but... Mm-hmm. It drained fairly fast, and it Colin's did. camera drained fairly fast. And Colin's camera, so Colin was using an actual camera camera, a DSLR, and it was having trouble focusing on anything. It kept going in and out and in and out of focus, right. which happens a lot. If you watch any ghost shows, they're saying, my camera's having a difficult time focusing. I wonder why. Part of that might be because they're recording at night, but I think it's also happened when they've been recording during the day and stuff like that. Yeah. You guys heard some thumping. We did in the attic, which was really crazy. And 
You heard some footsteps as well. Some footsteps, but we only heard them. I only heard them briefly, and then I didn't hear them again. So it seemed like there were little bumps and bangs, and then as soon as we would ask anybody to make that noise, they kind of just stopped. So they were kind of messing with us, I think. Yeah, I think they were like, we have better things to do because we're ghosts, and the best thing about being a ghost is you don't have to listen to anybody ever again. Yeah, and if you want to go check out the Madison Seminary too, um, if you call and sign up to do it, you can use our promo code there. Just mention Spooky Spouses. Yeah, and you get $15 off of the regularly priced admission for a tour. Go do it. It's a lot of fun. You can find all their information online, especially on Facebook. If you just search Madison Seminary on Facebook, you can find them there and tell them the reads sent you. Or say Spooky Spouses, because I don't think they know our last names. So just say Spooky <laughs> Spouses, and you can get 15 bucks off. So we're actually recording this earlier in the week, because by the time you listen to this episode, Linz and I uh, and our families will be in South Carolina soaking up the rays. Finding spooky things. Finding spooky things, punching sharks, and maybe finding... So apparently, along the beach uh, in South Carolina, there have been Portuguese man-o'-wars coming up on floating about which is also very scary because they have terrible terrible stingers and sometimes their stingers can come off and just float around and you can be swimming and not even see a little portuguese man of war and get a little tentacle wrapped around you and get stung not to death but just stung a lot i heard it's pretty painful i heard it's pretty painful as well so maybe we just I don't know, convince everyone to like stay in the bathtub. Well, it's really funny when I looked up like the pain scale and like how to treat a sting from a Portuguese man of war. It was really funny because they like played down the fact they're like, oh, it's not serious. It just feels like you were whipped. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which I bet that, you hurts ouch, a lot. That, yeah. yeah, that probably hurts quite a bit. I would, I would say a lot of quite a bit. Yeah. So just be careful out there. <laughs> but. If anyone wants, if anyone's um, in South Carolina, just guess where we are and come find us and hang out with us. And maybe <laughs> we can uh, go horseshoe crabbing together. Or find a ghost. Or find a ghost. We're hoping to find a ghost. There's supposed to be a lot of spooky places in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, I think Charleston's silly haunted. Yeah, pretty sure it's got <laughs> a case of the silly haunts. <laughs> I think you're right. Well, last week, besides talking about the Madison Seminary and how great our experience was, we discussed the Flying Dutchman, which is a legendary haunted boat that you can see. Mm -hmm. And you also brought up aliens, which I don't think we've brought up aliens too much. I mean, no. besides like some of our first episodes about Tom DeLong, but... Yeah, it's mostly just been about Tom DeLong and how I'm not convinced that he's not an alien. But yeah, I went over the types of encounters one can have and how dated that list is and how, <laughs> uh, I guess, uncomplete or just, I don't know, it just seems a little bit too sweeping to be, I think it's a silly list. It's all proximity-based, whatever. But I'm sure that paves the way for some more alien talk down the road, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, so strap in. I know you're really into alien things. I I really, like, I don't think aliens exist. I'll just put it out there. But that doesn't mean, uh, that that means, please convince me otherwise. If you, if, if you guys have some good stuff, you can email us. If you have any footage or evidence that you find particularly convincing, you can email us at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. Or you can get at us at Twitter, Instagram, at Spooky underscore Spouses. Convince us that Bigfoot and aliens are real. I just like sci-fi in general. I just love outer space stuff. Yeah. A lot. But speaking of South Carolina, because it's my turn to go first this week. Yeah. 
I have a South Carolina-based topic. Ooh. Yeah. Are you ready for I'm it? I'm ready for it. It's uh, my favorite Arby's around the state of South Carolina. <laughs> and I have four... And their health inspection. Their last health inspection. Yeah. They've all gotten F pluses. Oh, no. Well, at least there's that plus. Yeah. It's nice. Okay. It's like a... It's a fail, but also a wink. Okay. Getting an F plus is like having a parent say, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. It's right. still a bummer. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather have a parent be disappointed at me or just mad at me. Maybe probably just mad. Honestly, I'd rather be mad and not disappointed. Yeah, but like think about it. Like mad, they yell at you and then like an hour later they're over it. Like disappointed, like you got like three days of like, I'm really sorry. That's I'll what I'm anything. saying. Yeah, I'd rather be mad than disappointed. Right. I would not want to be disappointed. Yeah. No, my topic profiles two of the not necessarily the most famous but two of the most, at least what I think the most interesting, or two of the most interesting cryptids in South Carolina. Okay. And some stories about them. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Really quick. Three South Carolina facts. I'm just going to go through them really quick. The first round of golf ever was played in South Carolina. Boring. <laughs> the, the, the second one, which is actually pretty cool, the very first symphony orchestra was organized in South Carolina. Well, not ever in the world, but in the U.S. Okay. was organized in South Carolina. And two very famous and very uh, enter- well, entertaining entertainers from South Carolina, Chris Rock and James Brown. Nice. Isn't that nice? It's nice. <laughs> okay. So my first cryptid is actually a group of cryptids known as the Lizard People. Okay. So can you even guess what that would be based on the name? Well, I think you might have talked about this like a long time ago. Did I? Or maybe it was the Frog People. Yeah, the the, the Frog, frog People. That was from Loveland, Ohio. Oh. Where So Lizard People, I mean, I would assume they're people that are lizards, right? Close. It's okay. a goat. It's like a half goat, half corgi, uh, and they're very—they're very scary. Uh, no, yeah, they're just people who look like lizards. Apparently, and they're just scary because it's just so cute. It's too many cute things put together as one. Our goats and makes it really scary. Our goats cute. They could be pretty cute. Like think of a little baby goat in PJs. Yeah, so pretty cute. That's one of the weird things with like baby animals. The second you put them in like pajamas or like human clothes, they kind of become million a million times cuter. cuter. Yeah. yeah, especially baby goats. Even like, but then also especially corgis. The thing that was like, how come when I put my PJs on, everybody doesn't think I look cuter? Because you're not wearing a onesie. You're not wearing a one-piece full pajama number. Now, you and I did a long time ago, I say a long time ago, maybe like two or three years ago, did order his and hers zip-up pajama onesies. Yes. I tried to give mine to your mom. She but has then, it. No, I think I took it back from your mom. <laughs> <laughs> You're a she take went, her backer? Well, because she went, are you sure you want to give this to me? And I was like, well, I don't know, Pat. And then I think I took it back. <laughs> and I'm like, can I have it back? We wore them one time, which was like five years ago. And we probably won't ever wear them again. Maybe, just maybe, they might end up in a giveaway. They will be washed. How fun. First. They will be laundered. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you might get them. No, nope, <laughs> but the lizard people of South Carolina, they're quite literally just people who look kind of like lizards. Okay. I'll, I'll get down a little bit in the list. And there's one characteristic that I don't really understand. It doesn't really match the description, but whatever. So there was one story that was in the newspaper about lizard people from June 29th, 1988 by a young kid named Chris Davis. 
Okay. Chris Davis is a name that very well could be made up. So could this whole story, but we don't know. But it was in the newspaper. So Chris Davis is a real person. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, that's a pretty basic name. It's Chris probably a Davis. lot of Chris Davis's. Uh, Jim Davis's son, the creator. Isn't Jim Davis the Garfield man? Don't know. Okay. So <laughs> this happened near a spot in South Carolina, South Carolina called the Scrape or Swamp. Mm. Which is a cool name. Which is like a perfect place for lizard people to live. A swamp, absolutely. Yeah. So Chris was driving his car and had car issues. No, sorry, got a flat tire. Pulled over near the scrape or swamp yeah. and fixed his tire. And it said in the newspaper article, it said he just finished fixing his tire, lucky enough. And then as he was putting everything back in the trunk of his car, he heard rustling in the bushes, like you do when you're creeping up on someone and you're a lizard person. And he saw, or he, he he reported that this lizard man, this lizard creature, came out of the bushes, and it was seven foot tall. I mean, that's I a tall lizard. It's a super tall lizard. He must have been. I, maybe they were super tall bushes, and he just kind of appeared out of these bushes. Or maybe this lizard person was like crouching down and being creepy, and sort of crawled out of the bushes. Hmm. I don't really know. But a seven foot tall lizard creature that was bipedal came at him. Now the the discerning characteristics. That made this a lizard person. It didn't say anything about the face. So we don't know if the face was lizard-like. That was like the first thing that I would think you would notice about a lizard person is like their face looks like a lizard. Yeah, one would think because typically where you look at a creature that's running at you first is their face to see or what it like is. Or just like a human, like interactions with anybody. You look at their face. Yeah, I think so. You make eye contact. You say, hey, how you are you? You don't make arm contact. <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing like football or some cool sport you do check out somebody's like pipes yeah isn't that what yeah. you isn't that i thought you like check out my like that's how we met in high school you like checked out my pipes yeah my but my lee pipes my jeans i was wearing oh yeah my lee pipes Did you ever have a pair of pipes no i did not okay uh i <laughs> i did so chris said nothing about the face but he did say something about the hands. There were these hands that were that had scales on them that were lizard-like. Okay. But they were three gigantic fingers, I guess. So no discernible thumb. I don't know. I guess just three big old fingers with claws on them that had scales. So that's odd. But can you guess what the body looked like being a lizard person? I mean, I would think like a crocodile or like, you know, a lizard. It said it was almost like a Bigfoot body, like a bunch of black hair or big, big black fur. Which makes no sense. Then why would they call it a lizard person? Exactly. If you if if I we call don't... it like scaly hands. Scaly hands, or maybe like swamp boy, like, like nasty nasty thing. Backwards Bigfoot. Backwards Bigfoot's not bad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just seems weird why you'd call it a lizard person if we don't even know what the face looked like. Yeah. Was it a lizard face? Was it a Bigfoot face? Was it not? Did it look just like what is it? Who is it? Ed Sheeran. We don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Mr. Chris Davis didn't make any mention about the face. So we heard the rustling. The giant thing came out of the came out of the brush. Black hair, scales on the hands, three big fingers. So as this thing came after our friend Chris Davis, he got in his car, turned it on, started driving away. But the lizard person got in front of the car. He swerved out of the way. But the lizard thing apparently took off his rear view, or one of his side view mirrors yeah. on, the, on the passenger side. And then jumped onto the hood, onto the hood or the, the the roof of his car and started scratching it all up. And he still didn't notice the face of this creature. If he noticed the face, he either forgot or it was too scary 
and that he, he was couldn't pre- watch. Or he was protecting the entire human race, and like I can't tell him about the face because it was too scary. I'll hmm. take this one. I will sacrifice I'll myself take this to for, the grave. Yeah, seriously. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why we don't. There's there's no mention at all of the face. Okay. So he swerved around, jumped onto the roof of his car, started scratching all up, and then that was that. And then he went to the cops. And then he told the newspaper or the, the, the news got a hold of the story somehow. And then they talked to Chris Davis. And it's, it's funny because the, the photo of Chris Davis in the newspaper, he looks very nervous. And I'm not sure if it's because he's still <laughs> shooken up because of the thing or he was like, I'm lying Or he's like, I'm never going to get a job because now I'm Lizard Boy. Yeah, seriously. Like they're going to call me Lizard, lizard Boy. <laughs> and like, I'm never going to college because I'm Lizard Boy. Because I'm Lizard Boy. Chris Davis, Lizard Boy. Well, kind of a cool nickname, though, out of context. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, like, work in a pet shop, like, hey, Lizard Boy hey, works that's not there. a bad idea. Open up your own pet shop. Sp- like, Lizard solely Boy's lizards. Pet shop? Lizard's Boy, Lizard Boy's Lizard Lounge. <laughs> and then it's maybe, maybe it's not a pet shop. It's like, you, like, you know how they're, like, cigar lounges where you go and have a cigar. It's like a, a cat cafe. It's like a cat cafe. But lizards come out. So it's kind of scary. No, well, like, lizards aren't that bad. Do you like lizards? If I was, no, if I, like, lizards are fine, but if I'm drinking a cup of coffee and, like, a lizard comes up to me, like, no, mm, I would think, okay. I would think in the, in Lizard Boy's Lizard Lounge that maybe, I, I don't really see coffee and lizards going together. I could see, like, tea, maybe juice, not, uh, no, not bubble tea so either. The, the Lizard Juice Lounge? Yeah, like, Lizard Boy's Lizard Lounge with luscious libations. And the luscious <laughs> libations, it'll say, you know, alcohol-free. And it'll just be, like, really good. Because lizards hate drinking. They do. And, like, I see lizard, I think, being somewhere, perhaps, like, Central America, South America, where there's cool... Well, also, like, Florida, there's those tiny little lizards. But I think of... Something fresh, something nice, like juice or something. So you go to Lizard Boy's Lizard Lounge of luscious libations. <laughs> Very hard to say. Uh, Man, I really hope that isn't open because I'll just be like, I'll just call it like the LL, the Lizard Lounge. Lizard Lounge is pretty cool too. <laughs> now there is the winking lizard, that small chain of restaurants where it's like. Maybe he started those chain of restaurants. Like maybe Chris, Chris Davis? Davis did because he's like, I'm Lizard Boy. How can I make this better? Like. I like to go to the bar and drink my pain away and watch sports because I'm bummed out because now I'm Lizard Boy. Like, oh, you know what? I'm actually just going to create a lizard lounge, which is the winking lizard. Because maybe the lizard person winked at him. And that's why he doesn't want to talk about the face. Oh, do you think the lizard person, he walked out of the woods. It was non-threatening. Like, nobody, nobody ever takes the side of the the cryptid or of the creature. Right, maybe he just, like, needed help. Like, he's like... I got my lizard raft caught in some debris here. Yeah. I need some help, but, like, you freaked out, and, like, I tried to chase you down. Or he was, like, trying to warn him, like, hey, you still got your wrenches and stuff laying out. Like, stop. Where are you going? Like... But then where did the winking come in? Like, I, I picture the, the lizard walking out of the out of the bushes or out of the brush and going, hey, can you help me get my raft? Thanks, champ. And then gives him a small wink. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I think we found the fo- the founder of the Winking Lizard. Chris Davis. Chris Davis. From South Carolina. Good job, Chris. You know what? I think this story ends up being really great. Kind of like a, <laughs> kind of like a, like, like a little coming, like a, what? Like a little hero's tale about Chris Davis, the founder of the Winking Lizard. Yeah. Which he wanted to call Lizard Boy's Lizard Lounge of Luscious Libations. But then he just They're called like it Winking. It's too, sh- too long. It's too short of a name. It needs to be longer. And he was like, I don't know any other L words. Or he like described the situation. They're like, you don't remember anything about his face? And they're like, I think, I think he winked. 
<laughs> so it became the winking lizard. Wow. That's nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's all made up, so. No, it's not. Nope, that's true. I just Googled it. <laughs> I, I just edited I edited out the hour-long Google session and like rabbit hole we went down. And no, that's absolutely true. Now, Chris Davis's story was not the only case in 1988. Oh, there so were some he other had co-owners. Yeah, he had, well, the, these are his investors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's his investors. They, he was opening up and people would come in the doors when he was building the, the first like, winking lizard from the ground up. And they're like, we're on board too. We saw it. So they'd come in there. Okay. So July 14th of the same year, 1988, a bunch of police officers reported to the home of Tom and Mary Wave. What a cool Tom Wave. I live next to a Tom and Mary. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, their last name was not Wave, though. No, it wasn't. But Tom and Mary Wave lived in a small community outside of Bishopville, or it's the south, uh, the, the south, Bishopville, South mm-hmm. Carolina. And I guess there was a bunch of vehicular vandalism. A bunch of chrome was torn off of this, like, old historic car that the, the, the Waves had, and apparently the hood ornament was gone. The car was also covered in muddy footprints. Mm-hmm. But the thing is... They also didn't say, like, reptilian-like footprints. It just said muddy footprints. Right. My thing is, here's here's my guess. A bunch of muddy high schoolers came out of the woods. They were, like, hooting and hollering, being young. It was it was, it was the late 80s, so they're like, it's almost the 90s. we got to get it all out. So they were in the <laughs> woods, mudding around, and yeah. then ended up having too much fun, ran out of the woods to Tom and Mary's house, walked all over their car, and then store, stole the, the hood ornament off the front of their uh, historic car. Probably kicked it off. Maybe kicked it off with their muddy feet, with yeah. their gross, nasty, muddy feet. Maybe. So, so that was it. And there are allegedly more claims today also around Bishopville, South Carolina. Okay. If we Do we know anybody in Bishopville, South Carolina? If any of our listeners are from Bishopville, you, you know a lizard person or you are a lizard person, let us know. Yeah. Send us an email. SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you don't have the internet or a computer, how are you listening to the show? Maybe you just have a smartphone. You can also just download an email app and do that. There you go. If you wanted to. Another cryptid around the area takes place in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, that's where we're going. Yes, and it happened at the University of South Carolina. Okay. So this was in 1949. So much earlier than lizard people. Than lizard people. Lizard people in 1988. This is 1949. Are they going to be gecko people? No. Uh-huh. It's called the. Th- it's only one. Mm. It's called the Third Eye Man. Hmm. Can you even imagine what that would be? Even try to conceive or conceptualize what in the world? It's really funny because we just talked about the winking lizard, and now we're talking about someone with three eyes. Oh. I see similarities here. I think so. Well, I just wanted to say I. No, I. Which yeah. was really easy to use in a sentence, so it wasn't really that witty. I think it was a good pun. <laughs> <laughs> do you? I do. I do too. <laughs> How many other puns can we make that it's just the word e y e, but we're saying it like I, like capital I? I mean, I guess any sentence. A on lot. Earth. Yeah, any sentence. Okay. On Earth. <laughs> November twelfth, nineteen forty nine. Two kids or two students at USC were walking in the underground utility tunnels. I'm not sure if these are still open to students, if there's a way to get in, kind of like the ridges at Athens. Like, right. It's not really recommended you go up there, but there are ways to get her in and around there. They're walking in these utility tunnels, which I think people at USC call the catacombs, which is creepy. Mm-hmm. 
So they were walking down there, and this is this one's a little sci-fi, and like again, this is like the late '40s, where like I don't know, maybe like Flash Gordon, like a lot of sci-fi stuff was coming out. I don't know when Flash Gordon came out, but whatever. Right. Uh, they saw a man in the catacombs. It was already in there. It was dressed entirely in silver, which is an a very bold and brave uh, outfit choice. Like metallic silver, or like just like matte silver. My, I'm silver is shiny. I'm envisioning like a shiny silver, almost like a spacesuit kind of. Yeah. But like maybe like it's a like a one piece little silver suit. One piece little number. Just like a cute little one piece little number for when you go (laughs) catacombing, and because it's cold down there. He didn't even look at the students because they were walking up, and I guess he was standing there, maybe just kind of meandering around. And without looking at the students, he knew they were there. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they had flashlights or something. And he just grabbed with one hand a manhole cover. Those are very heavy. Yeah. Lifted it up, jumped down it, closed the cover. Gone. A guy dressed in all silver. That's weird. Which is very weird. Now, in April of that next year, 1950, a campus officer was making uh, rounds at night around the campus and found a bunch, like, it was sort of like following a breadcrumb trail around campus started finding these like mutilated chickens like live chickens and then over over one of the chickens when he i guess like towards the end of the trail or something there was this dude dressed in silver hunched over a chicken eating it eating this eating this Hmm. dead chicken which is nasty might have just been a really hungry dude yeah or maybe like he ran out of like meal plan swipes on his like id card or something (laughs) he was like well i'll go to the i'll go to the local farm and steal a bunch of chickens and and eat them eat them to death yeah. That's creepy. So the officer used a flashlight to get her to get a better look at the guy dressed in all silver, and this is what the officer said. The man's skin was quote gray and grotesque, and he had a third eye in the center of his forehead. Hmm. Okay. So he could have been almost alienish. I mean alienish. Sure. Maybe a lot of alien stuff was coming out in the fifties because with the metallic jumpsuit, the third eye, like being grayish like i feel Mm -hmm. like that was a big alien thing oh yeah and it's still like i think that that's probably still one of the like most well-known types of aliens right the 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 gray aliens the gray with the big black eyeballs and stuff right so i don't know apparently this guy had gray skin it was all grotesque and nasty so the officer called for backup and when other university officers arrived the third eye man had ran back into that tunnel system into the catacombs. Oh, so he was hiding out down there. He was hiding out down there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the 1960s, a bunch of a bunch of frat boys were taking the pledges, incoming pledges, incoming frat members down to the catacombs to like freak them out because I'm I'm assuming by this point now there's like local University of South Carolina stories and lore about the silver guy or like the the, the third eye guy who lives in the catacombs, right? Right. So in the 60s, a bunch of frat frat dudes took their pledges down there to freak him out, I'm sure. And when they were down there, they saw what looked like an old, slowly moving man dressed in silver. So they approached the dude because he wasn't moving very fast. I guess he looked fairly frail and thin. And they approached him. And one of the, like, pledges walked up to him first because I'm sure they were daring this kid to, like, go do it, right? Right. And when he walked up to the dude, apparently the the guy who was dressed in all silver, who I think that's safe to assume was the third eye man, hit the kid with a pipe that he was holding and knocked the kid out. 
and then ran away and like jumped on another manhole cover. Hmm. So that's the third eye man. So he's like, leave me alone. I just want to eat chickens and we like live in this tunnel. Leave me alone. I'm getting older now. I don't move as fast. But come any closer, I'll hit you with a pipe and knock you out. I know you meddling you're, kids. You meddling kids. I know you're 18, but I have no problem hitting an 18-year-old kid <laughs> with this metal pipe I found. I'm old, and yeah. I need to. I need to just have my peace and quiet. Right. Who knows how old he was? I mean, if he was a, if he was an Earthling, maybe he was 85. If he was an alien person, maybe he was like 4,000. Exactly. And you don't have time to mess with, like, I don't have time these days to mess, like, to be annoyed or be bothered by kids, right? So, I mean, imagine when you're 4,000 years old. You don't have any time to be bothered by a bunch of kids. Yeah, you're kind of over it, I think. Yeah, you're eating a dead, you're eating a, like, a dead chicken that's five minutes dead that you stole from a farm. You're eating it in the tunnels. You don't want to be bothered by that stuff. You just want to eat your chicken. Yeah. When we're in South Carolina, maybe you and I will go to the catacombs and see an old man dressed in silver... And he'll hit, he'll hit us with a pipe, and then he'll run away. <laughs> well, then you go first, because yeah, I don't want to get hit with the pipe. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, okay. sounds good. That's, that's all I have today. Nice stories. <laughs> Thanks, Lynn. <laughs> well, I'm excited then. You know, maybe we can go investigate South Carolina, and we could... Or maybe, you know, we could just go to a winking lizard. What if we could get the two to meet? The well, lizard that's person. what I was kind of thinking is maybe they already have gotten together and like that's why you get like good chicken wings or chicken tenders at the Waking Lizard is because <laughs> Third Eye Man is like, no, I know how to prepare chicken. Like I eat a lot of chicken. Do you think the Third Eye Man, when he was going from farm to farm to farm, then to table, do you think that that was market research to find which farm had the best chickens? Probably. And he was finding them. He was He was doing his due diligence. Yeah. And then brought him back. And he was like, stop interrupting me. I need to do the thing. So he was doing his market research and brought him back to Chris Davis. And then they started the thing. Lizard boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that solves that. Yeah. So now next time you go to Winking Lizard, now you know the backstory. Yeah. Uh, maybe. And also, like, maybe look around a little bit harder and see if the cook in the back is the third eye man. If Ooh. there's like one guy there or someone there dressed in all silver. Frying up your chicken. Well, we'll probably jump into a little bit of haunted housekeeping. Uh-huh. Uh, right after this little break. Or right now. In the break. Dur- the break is the thing. Yeah. You ready? Yes. Okay. We're going there in three. Two. One. sponsor this week is brought to you by Lyft. If you don't know what Lyft is, it started in 2012 and it is basically a ride share. It's a great way to putz around a city or get to and from an airport. To and from a haunted building. If you want to get from Bishopsville all the way to Charleston, from the lizard guy to the silver person, you can do that with Lyft. And with our Spooky Spouses promo code, SPOUSES, you can get $5 off your first ride. We are going to be using it. We're using our own promo code when we go to Charleston (laughs) tomorrow, which is Friday for us. And we're going to use it because why not? We're going to reap those bennies. I will take $5 off of anything. Okay. So, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you're thinking about driving for Lyft, you can earn an extra $375 just by your 30 days if you get a bonus. Isn't that nice? So again, when you sign up for Lyft, enter our promo code SPOUSES. I believe it's all caps. I'm not sure if this one's case sensitive, but just to be safe, try the all caps first. That's what we did and it worked for us. 
and save $5 off your first ride. And remember, Lyft, riding is the new driving. Our second sponsor this week is a new one to our show, and it's Masterclass. Specifically, which is very appropriate, the R.L. Stein Masterclass. So Masterclass is a series of online classes where you can learn to master something. There's photography, you can do the comedy one with Steve Martin. What else is there? There's a bunch of great ones. There's one for everything, I think. But the R.L. Stein one, R.L. Stein walks you through how to write fiction and come up with stories. In his first ever online class, Bob, that's Robert Stein, Bob takes the fear out of fiction writing. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you'll learn new ways to conquer writer's block, develop plots, and build nail-biting suspense that will thrill young readers. This masterclass features 28 unique lessons, a workbook, and even office hours where you can upload videos to ask questions of the class. And R.L. Stein himself, in the electronic flesh, will answer some of the hot-button issues. What a sweet thing. I know, we talk about scary stories all the time, but like, imagine writing your own like horror stories taught by iconic R.L. Stein. How many Goosebump books did you read when you were younger? Probably all of them. Really? Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I know for a fact I only read three, but it was one of those things with, I guess, our friend group or something when we were younger to own a bunch of them and show them off. Oh, yeah, because they were really cool. You had to have them all. The Haunted Mask. There was a, like, what was it, like Aliens in My Fridge or something where there was like the, the cover where these like haunted weird alien eggs or something. There was tons of them. They're nasty and creepy. What a great thing to take advantage of. I agree, Lindsay Marie. Now, if you'd like to get started learning how to write some nail-biting fiction taught by R.L. Stein, you can go to bit.ly rlscav. Now, this is a case-sensitive bit.ly link. So, capital R, capital L, capital S, and then lowercase c-a-v. That's bit.ly slash rlscav, and start learning how to be a creepy human sooner than later. Yeah, maybe um, we'll take that class and we'll be reading you our own scary stories instead of half researching them. Would you and I have separate pen names or will we combine, would we like come up with like a cool joint pen name for our new books? Oh, I don't know. Maybe our books would be called something like Spookums or like Ghoster or something like that. And then we could just come up with all sorts of cool, scary stories. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Again, that bit.ly link is bit.ly slash capital R, capital L, capital S-C-A-V-R-L-S-C-A-V. Go learn how to do some spookies. Okay, welcome back. Jordan is here too. It's not just me. Um... <laughs> But, okay, so my topic this week is I was trying to think of probably one of the scariest places. And I was thinking, like, because last week we were in the Haunted Seminary and it was spooky. And, like, there's, like, insane asylums are really spooky and hospitals. But, like, where do you think, like, what would you think is one of the scariest locations? I'm glad you asked me because I was raising my hand hoping I could guess <laughs> where the scariest. Can I, can I just have three quick ones right, like, just boom, boom, boom? Yeah. Okay, in no particular order, scariest place, heck. 
Okay, yeah, agreed. Oh, okay, that's not okay. That's not the one though. <laughs> um, principal's office. Mm, yeah, I guess so. I mean, unless you're going there for something good. The show Fear Factor with Joe Rogan when you'd have to eat all the terrible things. <laughs> yeah, that could be really scary, but no. Oh, well then I don't know. So my opinion of one of the scariest places is the woods. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get that. Because a lot of things are in the woods. They say banshees are in the woods. You have Blair Witch who's in the woods. Slenderman. You have Slenderman. Baba Yaga is in the woods. Methman is in the woods. (laughs) Well, not Methman, but Moth. Well, both. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. People do make meth labs in the woods. That is a thing. I know. There's a lot of scary things in woods. And it does get... I, I feel like... I know this is going to sound silly. It's also science, like no duh. But I feel like when it does get dark, it's extra dark in the woods. It's creepy. Only because I'm always, like, there's, how many unidentified noises do you hear all the time when you're in the woods? Oh, yeah. And, like, especially at night, like, you kind of hear the silence of animals because they've either gone to sleep or they're all in hiding. So it's like, you kind of don't really hear anything. So, yeah, I just thought about that. And, like, in the summer, like, growing up in the summer, me and my girlfriends would go camping every summer yes we loved it it was great but it's like just because everybody's going camping this summer like why not put a little scare in your camping trip put a little spook in your step so i found some stories online of just regular people and some of their (laughs) stories of their camping trips okay and weird stuff that happened and the ones that i picked i thought were kind of the oddest ones because you've all heard of like They've heard Bigfoot noises or, like, I heard, like, a cougar hiding. Like, the actual cat, not, like, a dressed-up mom. (laughs) But, like... (laughs) What if that was a thing? You heard some walking and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's a cougar. And it was this, like, 50-year-old woman dressed very scandalously. (laughs) What's going on over here? (laughs) With her cigarette and her cocktail. Yeah, seriously. Where's my friend? So, this story I got, I named these stories because they weren't yes. named, but oh, I I'm called so I called this one Prisoner of the Woods. <laughs> so, <laughs> the guy that wrote it, I didn't write any of the names down because it was like username. So, he said, I went camping at a summer program when I was 16. He went to bed that night and he had a group of people staying in their tent. So, they stayed awake. They were chatting. I mean, you're 16 years old. Yes. They started to hear heavy breathing nearby. Not one of the counselors is being weird. He described this the noise sounding like someone had just been sprinting and stopped right outside their tent. Trying to stay calm, they all ignored it and then continued chatting. Then they heard, please help me, in a muffled voice. So everyone in the tent went silent. They heard the question again. And at this point, they were completely freaked out. So one of the kids being like, this is a counselor or someone messing with us. I'll be the brave kid. He turned on his flashlight and opened the inner flap. Oh, no. Why would you do that? Opened the inner flap of the tent no. to see what was out there. Wait, they were in a... T- it was... I, I, I was under the impression it was a cabin. It was a tent? No, they were in a tent. Oh, my god! So, he opened the flap to see what was out. And he just opened the bottom of the flap so you kind of see the bottom, like the oh. ground. <sighs> and he said when he opened it, the brave friend, not the one that wrote the story, he saw a pair of bare scabbed and pale legs standing there oh my gosh so still thinking that maybe this is a counselor of a kid or something he kind of opened the flap all the way 
it seemed when he opened the flap that there had just been an older gentleman that had been walking around nude, and it seems like he had been in the woods for quite a while. That is so scary. The man, in a muffled voice again, said, will you please help me? So the boy who was brave opened the tent, even though everybody was scared in the tent, and the writer himself that wrote the story, and he said they were a little hesitant, so they told the man that if he kept walking down the trail, he would find a ranger. The man responded, very sweaty and freaked out, no, no rangers, they'll keep me here. So really disturbed by that, they found one of the camp counselors and the camp counselor came out and talked to the man and asked him a bunch of questions. And the old man was really hesitant and wouldn't answer his questions and then just ended up, started crying and ran away into the woods. That is so scary. Yeah. So he never, they never found out. He said that they never found out where, who he was, what he was doing, why he was so freaked out of authority, like if he had done something bad. Now, just to reiterate, you and I never really play stuff up for the show. And I'm like, that was like legitimately like really creepy. Imagine if you and I was like, Lynn, I planned a weekend. You and I are going to go to the Wayne County Forest or whatever. And we're going to go camping for a weekend. And we saw a nude old man with scabs everywhere crying. Naked. Yeah, nude. Asking for help and basically freaking out about any authority that they would give him. I wonder if they at least gave him like a pair of shorts, like Jargos or something. He started crying and ran into the woods. So yeah, it just basically said the next morning they all packed up and moved their location. Everybody was a little shaken up and freaked out. <laughs> but so yeah, if you have a camping trip planned uh, this summer, I'm sorry if I have ruined it for you. <laughs> Bring an extra pair of jean cargo shorts <laughs> just for an old man you might see. For the prisoner of the woods, which I have named that, coined. Yeah, TM, trademark. <laughs> trademark. Okay, so this next story, I just called it Come and Find Me. Great. So... This guy was hiking along the coastal national forest with a friend of theirs and his dad. I didn't know what national forest it was. Um, coastal. It just was. A, it just said coastal national forest. Yeah, it could be anywhere. So they were hiking along the trails, and they dropped into an overgrown side of a main trail and noticed an awful stench that they had assumed it was a dead animal. You know how when you get the pickup oh, of yeah. a dead animal? You could always, like, we we had cats growing up, and you would you would tell because they'd, like, leave dead mice or something in the driveway. Right. And that's pretty common when you're hiking. You usually smell that stench. Yes. So they spotted a sign on a tree. So they got closer and closer to this cardboard-looking homemade sign. Oh, good. On a tree, and a, leaning against a pile of trash at the base of the tree, the sign read, Come and find me, with an arrow pointing further down the overgrown trail. No, I would just go, I, if you and I were hiking, I would maybe just like kick it before you saw it and be like, well, let's keep going. Yes, they said the smell had gotten worse the closer they got to the sign. Oh. They basically looked at the sign and was like, I'm not going to go find whatever that is. So they went back up to the main trail and told their friend and his dad what they had seen. I guess it was just a couple of them that went down there. When they got back to town, the dad called the local sheriff. They never found out what was down there in the overgrown trail, but the sheriff was thinking that maybe it was a corpse or a bunch of dead animals that somebody wanted them to find. Yeah. Which is really creepy that they like wanted you to find it. So do you think, so no one ever found out what it was? No, no one ever found out what it was. Nobody was 
brave or curious enough to be like, yeah, I'm going to go down there. It could have been a bunch of old Arby's. It could have been. <laughs> I mean, that's the probably the best case scenario. <laughs> oh, thank God. This or is worse. Old, there's I don't a bunch know. of old roast beef and horsey <laughs> sauce. But yes. Okay. So this one I titled, It's Not Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Parentheses, Blood. Blood. It's Question not funny. Mark. No, this doesn't have to do with blood. So oh, anyways, good. so this person, this writer was camping in the Big Sur, California. Yeah. And they were with a group of their friends for the weekend. They had an entire site to themselves and chose a campsite about a half a mile from the ocean in a large open field surrounded by the forest, which I thought, oh, how pretty. Yeah, I bet you that's really pretty. Yeah. So they spent that evening sitting around the campfire telling stories. Afterwards, a couple had climbed into their tent and they fell asleep pretty easily. Around one in the morning, something startled their dog. Oh, great. So she's usually a very calm dog, not much of a barker. So, so obviously it was not an Aussie. I was going to say, so not, not our dog. <laughs> it was not an Australian Shepherd. I don't know what kind of dog it was. And this dog was used to camping. It was used to being in the woods. So an animal and stuff, I mean, can startle a dog. But yeah. if this dog always hears that stuff, I don't you know, see any alertness from this dog. And she was tied up to a leash that was in the ground. Well, she kept yanking at the leash, desperately trying to get away. So they tried to get her under control and she pulled so hard that her harness snapped and she bolted across the field. So the, the writer of the story chased her into the forest where they eventually found her curled in a random clear, like a random clearing. Mm -hmm. So she was just laying there. She was fine. They picked her up and carried her back to the campsite, but they were like, that's very weird that she was so adamant about running into the woods to chase something, yeah. and then we just found her in a clearing. Maybe she just, like, really wanted to go take a nap over there, like, She's really She's really bad. hard wanted to take a nap. Yeah. Okay, so they all went back, and then they were going back inside their tent, but the dog refused to lay down. Like, her ears were perked up. She was staring intensely at the tent wall. And she there was just no settling her down, even though she had just curled up in a field and they carried her back. So they were a little on edge because they're like, this isn't making any sense. Like, she's being so yeah. hyper. Then they finally got back into the tent and the dog settled down. And that's when they heard a high-pitched cackling. Oh, no, 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 no. From outside their tent. No, I hate that. Like, even reading this story, it gives me goosebumps. I know, seriously. So they... I hate that. They were unsure of what they heard, and they were really scared. They could hardly breathe. They were, like, trying to keep quiet to be like, what was that? Then screams followed, the laughing. Great. They thought maybe it had been wolves or a coyote killing their prey, but being pretty used to to camping and used to that stuff and typically like coyotes don't laugh like humans yeah but like i was they were just thinking of anything yeah no i know but they said it just sounded way too human they couldn't explain it and their car was parked way too far away for them to bolt for it now this is in the middle of the night too so it's like pitch Mm -mm. black Uh -uh. you don't want to bolt for your car you're hearing screams and cackling outside so they just listened to the laughter until it faded away. They said it lasted two hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They went back to their car the next morning and just kind of went home and were like, what just happened? No thanks. I hate that. So it was weird because they also said too that they got the dog to settle down in the tent. 
Yeah. So, like, the dog freaked out beforehand, but then once the laughing and cackling had started happening, the dog was fine. That's weird. It was almost like something, like, had beckoned the dog or something. That's bizarre. Yeah, it was super, super weird. It was a like creepy that. story when I when I read it. It was like it was a good one for sure. Well, yeah. It makes me not want to go camping, but yeah, absolutely not. Okay, this is my last spooky wood story. Okay, and then there's a bunch of funny jokes you're gonna tell us, <laughs> and then we're not gonna go to sleep tonight because we're gonna be terrified. <laughs> um, if you're listening to this while camping. Maybe you want to listen to this later. Turn it off. Yeah, like listen to like Galantis or something fun. Yeah, you might want to listen to Galantis. Okay, so this one's called The Pleasant Killer. Oh, good, babe. (laughs) The writer and some friends took a trip to a national forest near Tallahassee, Florida. So their goal was just to get out of town, get away from people for a while, and they found themselves driving really far back into the woods. They wanted to really isolate themselves. So they set up camp and had a few drinks and decided to explore the surrounding forest. They found another trail and kind of just started following it, just going further into the woods. And as they were on the trail, it came more apparent that someone was, like, living out there. Like, they were finding random things, like, whether it was a shirt or, like, they kind of still thought maybe, like, maybe it's more popular and people are traveling on it, but it was odd. And they saw, like, a cross-stitch, bless this mess. (laughs) Bless this mess. Be a sweetie. Wipe the seedy. (laughs) (laughs) But, so eventually they came up to a campsite of an older man who they saw outside. He was standing outside of a van. He had a dog curled up in front of the van and he was just standing out there. And they kind of like clicked like, oh, he's living out here. His clothes were strung up. There was coolers scattered around. Just looked like he was living out in the woods. This is Florida. This is Florida. Was it Mickey Mouse? It might have been Mickey. Or Donald. Probably. They don't have much to do. Well, Mickey's kind of coming back a little bit. Yeah. There's like a bunch of Mickey Mouse t-shirts and like Target and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Mickey's making a comeback, I guess. So they caught sight of the man and they kind of tried to just back away and like, okay, we're going to leave because he's living out here and like, eh, it seems a little weird. Would you look at the time? Yeah. So they kind of tried to back out without being seen. The man caught sight of them and called them over. Oh, no. So them being, you know, older, they were, it's a group of guys and they were like, okay, we had a few beers, liquid courage maybe. So they went over there. They said the man was super friendly. He asked a bunch of questions. He offered some places they should check out in the park. They said, you know, they're going to be there this weekend. He's like, oh, you'll have time to go here and there, you know, check these places out. And about 10 minutes of talking, they returned to their campsite. So totally fine. They thought the man was a little strange, but seemed pretty harmless. Like Mm -hmm. he just seemed like a homeless man, maybe in the woods. They went home and about two months after that, the one friend calls like everybody else that was camping that night to turn on the television oh great on the screen was the man that they met in the woods that day in tallahassee Mm -hmm. and he was on trial for four murders oh my gosh yeah so he was hiding out no kidding yeah so they were all like shooken up and they were like i can't believe we just met a murderer and he was actually very nice and had a dog great dog 
They called the the police department. They told them, you know, we had encountered this man. We know 100%. We talked to him for about 10 minutes. 100% that's him. That fits the description. And the police were searching for him. And I think they eventually found him, but they did not found him in those campgrounds. So that guy must have booked it after he talked to those boys. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, like you just talked to a guy that killed four people. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. So you never know what you're going to meet in the woods, whether it's like a screaming banshee cackling lady or a murderer or just a sign that says, come find me. I hate that. Yeah, that one's creepy. The what's... Which one is the scariest to you? I think, I mean, they're all pretty scary, but I think the naked man's pretty scary. And I just think the screaming and cackling one, especially because I feel like animals can really sense odd things. And since that dog, like that was the icing on the cake was that dog would just not settle down. And then they heard it for like two hours. I bet you if that dog wouldn't have been a part of the story, that one would still be very scary, but nowhere near as scary. The fact that the dog freaked out and they didn't see anything and like seeing a dog be really freaked out about something and you don't see anything there, that's very scary on its own. And I thought the weirdest thing and they kind of didn't play up the fact that like the dog had like aggressively bolted, found an open field and just like laid down. Yeah, which is weird. Like, it was very weird. Like, almost something was, like, telling the dog to come there. I don't know. Weird story. I thought there were some good ones of, you know, props to all the writers of those stories and sharing them with us because I thought they were really cool. Yeah, seriously. So, enjoy camping this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Bring bring a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe bring a sword. Bring a sword. Bring a couple axes. Maybe, like, five. Maybe a sheriff. Maybe, yeah, just just bring a do, like, rentasheriff.org. Get a cardboard cutout of like maybe Bigfoot. Like, because oh, maybe yeah. that'll scare things away. Yeah, or maybe like a cool sign in front of your camp that says like convicted felons camping here or something. <laughs> That'd be fine. Yeah. To keep them away. Like home sweet home signs, but like murder, sweet murder. Oh. Oh, how nice. I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. We're not. Though. Come on over, boys. <laughs> yeah, we... props to them for even coming over to that guy. I would have been like, hi, how you doing? Bye. See you I later. Wouldn't... I wouldn't have even said that. I would have well, cried. Well, he spotted him. I would have. I would have pretended I was a. I was a raccoon or something. He got on at all fours and went walked away like a raccoon or something. Yeah. What story did you find the scariest? Probably the probably the cackling in the woods. Yeah. With the laughing dog. and cackling and screams. Uh, I wonder if after two hours it was just a total stop, like total silence, or if it died away. No pun intended. I think they said it faded away. Oh, ugh, I hate that. I hate that so much. Yeah. I would have I would have been crying. Because there was once, we were in, uh, a few of us in undergrad were uh, up on Radar Hill in Athens. Mm-hmm. And we heard some coyotes making a bunch of weird noises. And it sounds weird. And like, that was yeah. scary enough to know that there were some coyotes out there. But like, I could see how maybe that would sound like cackling, but not for two hours. That's, that's insane. That's right. so and scary. And that's what they kind of thought too. I mean, I picked these stories because they seemed very plausible and they didn't seem like stories that somebody had legitimately made up like these seemed like odd camping stories that i totally believe and i just think like how scary all these situations would have been because you can also tell when people are fabricating a story or something and oh it's always too much or something touched them or or it's just too implausible right there's blood everywhere there's always blood everywhere like you can always kind of read between the lines like on those like jimmy fallon tweets or whatever where it's like okay like craziest roommate story like, yeah. I, I doubt it. Little creepy wood stories. I think the woods are very creepy. I mean, if it had to be 
be alone in the woods by yourself or like be alone in like an old hospital both scary i think i would pick the hospital be alone in bobby mackey's for an entire night or be oh. alone in the woods for an entire if night you don't know about bobby mackey's you need to know about what would bobby you choose mackey's. i don't know bobby yeah. mackey's is scary so bobby mackey's i think it's in uh kentucky or something like that like i forget close to ohio i believe and it's an old venue or something where there's allegedly a bunch of demonic activity or something but yeah very scary we'll have to talk about that some other time maybe so maybe we'll go there Maybe we will go there. It's in Ohio or close to Ohio. <laughs> I was going to say Tennessee's not in Ohio. No, Kentucky. Well, neither is Kentucky. Kentucky's very close to Cincinnati. But it is close, yes. And I think that's like right around where it is. You heard it here first. We're going to go to Bobby Mackey's one of these days. Oh, no, we're not. Okay, maybe I'll go really quick. Maybe I'll just go out in the woods for a little bit. Okay, you and I will both do solo <laughs> investigations and then we'll come back and talk about them. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music that you heard at the beginning middle and end of the show and we'd also like to say thanks again to the madison seminary for having us last week again if you'd like to get 15 bucks off of the regular ghost tour ghost hunting package you can find their phone number online or on facebook just search madison seminary and tell them that spooky spouses sent you and you'll get 15 bucks off yeah really cool place to investigate and also give a shout out to colin parker and the whole scav network family yeah thanks guys a lot of great shows on the network if you haven't checked any out go to i believe it's the scavengersnetwork.com or you can find the scavengers network on instagram and facebook and stuff and check out all the great shows that are on the network they're all very fun equally fun nice and nice (laughs) (laughs) and nice and don't forget to follow us on instagram or twitter at spooky underscore spouses and if you have yet to do so if you like if you feel it please subscribe to our show whether it's on itunes or google leave us a review in the itunes store or whatever it just helps our analytics and it makes us happy tell us what you like tell us what you don't like say maybe those stories were a little too scary and but be if, like calm down but if too it's scary if it's something you don't like just be hey just be honest about it no need to be rude don't be mean <laughs> <laughs> and thank you again for all of you listeners yeah thanks everyone have a night in the woods not by yourself but with your closest friends and family nothing terrible happens sort of a week have a creepy Confused naked man week. (laughs) (laughs) Have an R.L. Stein sort of a Wednesday, I guess. Have a cackling kick butt Thursday. Oh, cool. What a cool way to end it. Kick butt. Well, see you later. Bye. Bye bye. Checky, check, check, check. Hamburger boy. I am in the hamburger club. Hamburger boy. You want to get loosened up? I don't want to say hamburger.